James. Raf. What was the last generation iPad that you owned? I have one at the moment. It's a good question. I, actually, I, I lose track of these things. I, actually, I don't know which. It's a Pro. It's an iPad Pro. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was the first reader, like the second generation maybe. It's like the first redesign of the Pro mm-hmm. when it went to like the newer square, thin, thinner. Angular. Yeah. So that, what, that's what, like probably three years old? I have no idea. I've got no idea what's going on in, over there. What they're doing there. I had an iPad 2 and an iPad 3. Oh, and a random iPad mini. None of them are functioning any longer, if they even exist. But what's the most recent one you have? I assume it's the mini. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. If, I don't know which generation mini is. I don't know. None of them get used. Yeah. No, my, I, I rarely use mine. I, I, I did for a period, mm. but I, yeah, I've stopped using it. And once I got like a new, one of the new MacBooks, I kind of stopped using it altogether. But I got a nice big phone. Maybe you can put it on Marketplace. I, I've, I've actually contemplated it, but I use it so little that it, it slips my mind. Yeah. I forget that I own it. I forget that it's around. Must be nice. Mm, ex- well, exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm so surrounded by gadgetry and gizmos <laughs> that it doesn't, doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like I can forget something that exists entirely, even though it's on my desk. Yeah. And I see it eight hours a day directly in front of me. Yeah. I'm so suffused in gadgetry yeah. that, that I don't think about it. This is what happened to us. God damn it. Let's probably wrap up the pod, I think. <laughs> the iPad. Big square bit of glass with a computer under it. Yeah. Apple invented the tablet. They invented it. I said that to piss people off. No one's ever done it before. They've released a third pencil. That's the catalyst for this episode. Wow. A third pencil has hit the Apple store. (laughs) (laughs) A third pencil (laughs) is being released for the iPad. An iPad pencil. I never had an iPad pencil. Does your pro have a pencil? Probably. I don't. But my wife has an iPad and has a pencil for it because she does a lot of art on it. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things they said that the iPad should never have a stylus. It should never have a stylus in, in the OG kind of rules of the... Fingers only. Maybe that was the phone. I don't know. The touchscreen should never have a stylus. And then they brought one out. because it was a Steve, a Steve Jobs thing, yeah, right? Whatever. Yeah. But um, anyway, they did. And then up to the third pencil. The third pencil, worse than the second, except it has USB-C. Yeah. And really what that kind of reminded us of was and many other people and many other people is it it was an opportunity to really think about the confusion around the ipad product line in general like what is it what is it for and like not just not just the ipad but like all tablets what are they for and who are they for and what's going on what's going on the pencil is is gen one was apparently it had a cap or whatever on it that everyone hated because you're going to lose the cap immediately but at least it charged on the side and this that and the other gen two fixed the cap issue and was like significantly better. And then Gen 3 though, it's USB C, which is great because we're all moving to USB-C, but it doesn't have the pressure sensitivity anymore. So it's actually worse than the first two in like feature wise. And it's just like, what, what's going on with these pencils? If you're a normal, you've gone through the rigmarole of choosing an iPad and maybe we start here. Okay. Yep. First of all, I'm a normal person. I'm just a really normal person. Okay. Imagine. I'll, sus- I'll suspend my disbelief for the next two minutes. I saw some lovely older people taking photos of birds. I was in Paris. I was at the Louvre and I saw someone holding an iPad up above their head taking a photo of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah. 
Beautiful. Wearing a leather folio on it that sort of just like dangled loosely <laughs> in the breeze. And I thought that could be me. That's that right. could be me. And you know what? I like to read the news and sometimes I get frustrated having to turn on my PC and sit at my desk to do it. Yep. Um, or, you know, my phone is just too small. I, even though I've got the text boosted to maximum so yep. that there's like three words on my screen at any I want time. Se- I want to send an email to local council. <laughs> and it's the only way that feels right. Yeah. Just tapping it out on an iPad screen. So I go to apple.com. I click on iPad yep, because I want to buy one. And so I'm, far, so good. And I have a drop-down menu, and it gives me the options of iPad. I'm like, oh, okay, we're, we're on the right track here. <laughs> iPad that, that's mini. What I, for. Oh, I don't know if I want a smaller one. iPad Air. Is that smaller too? <laughs> and iPad Pro. So already I'm like, okay, few options here. Look, I came here to buy an iPad. I'm going to click on iPad. Yep. And I've got 10th gen, then I've got 9th gen, and 9th gen has a button. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> you, get more, you get more of something. Maybe, you know. But what's the price here? I don't know. Point being, it's friggin' confusing to start with, let alone then all of a sudden it's like, would you like to add a pen? We've got three one, options. <laughs> one of three pens. But be careful. <laughs> they don't all work with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them don't work with, with one of the iPads you selected. So if you just press the iPad button because you don't want an iPad, at least two of those pens, those pens are not going to work. It's confused. It's not It's not good. And to be perfectly frank, like I think that um, this is a Tim Cook thing. I think Jobsy is rolling in his grave. Okay. I don't think Jobs would allow the state of things to have gotten to where they have, at least in the iPad lineup. Yep. Um, it is confused. Well, uh, well, to understand what he thought, maybe it's worth going back a little bit. I thought you were going to say like bring out a Ouija board. That's it, exactly. What do you think about the current iPad lineup, Steve? <laughs> and then it's just like my hands drifting to like fucked. <laughs> because okay, iPad the iPad's been out for a long time. Yeah, it's been out for over for thirteen years. The first mm. one came out in two thousand ten, mm. and many people have probably heard the story before. Tablet computers existed prior to the iPad. Mm. Yeah, uh, they were normally bulky like Windows devices. In fact, Windows was like, and Microsoft were some of the first to push into this space via their third-party vendors, mm. but in having like touch-supported versions of mm. their operating system. Uh, and you could have these clunky stylus-driven tablet computers. And there were a few other ones as well, different form factors like the Palm Pilot, not quite a tablet, sort of like it was like a PDA, mm. as they called a lot of those ones, which were sort of phone-sized, but let you organize all your meetings and shit. Yeah. I mean, what is going on there? I yeah, remember, like, that, yeah, personal. That was the dark type. That's like, exactly. Someone walking around with a palm pre. Yeah. What, organizing themselves? Was a calendar yeah, and, and... That's like 2003 and that's what you're doing? Yeah. That's a really negative signal for someone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're concerning yourself with? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that you may have read before, the iPad was sort of conceptualized before the iPhone mm. in the sense that the deep in the, the bowels of Apple, they figured out multi-touch displays. And they were like, this would be a sick interface for a computer. Mm. But it was, a li- it was a little bit undercooked. And somebody, as the story goes, it was Steve Jobs that came up with the idea to put it in a phone. But I think it's quite possible that it might have been someone else, you know, just put it out there. They released the, the iPhone first, obviously a massive success. And only three years later, it's kind of hard to forget with like the timescales. It wasn't yeah. that long after the yeah, iPhone yeah. came out that they, made, they released the iPad and they released it the first generation one. And they sold it as, and Steve Jobs got up on stage at the keynote or whatever and sold it as this is the future of computing, mm. basically. Like this is a this is a device that you're going to sit down and, and 
make stuff on. Yeah. You're going to write. You're going to consume content and watch um, video, yes, but you're also going to like do stuff on it. Yeah. And I think charitably you could say that literally was not possible for another probably like seven or eight years. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they became essentially like the very standard of like a consumption device. Mm. Yeah, there were a lot like tech people liked them and they were used a lot. And to be clear, and as we'll get into, they sell a lot of iPads. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if the iPad was a standalone business, it'd be huge. Yes. It'd be huge it'd be doing what, like five to $6 billion a quarter. Mm. Um, and if it was just a standalone company and their only product was the iPad, you would think of them as one of the biggest and most important companies in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Not that you you probably could get away no, with making an iPad. Of course but... you couldn't like just do that, but yes, like. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's big, but. The main reason you get it is because... To Netflix and chill. <laughs> no, but, but that was, yeah, as you said, like, I think we got it originally. I don't even really know why. Yeah, I think because... It, cool, it, it was a cool device. It's a cool new it's a big, thing. It's a big, it's a big multi-touchscreen. It's cool. It, a cool tool, and I think it was for, yeah, sitting in bed, and it's more convenient than having your laptop yep. in bed was basically, like, the reason for existence. And to be clear, reading stuff on the iPad, better than reading it on a computer. I actually do agree with Steve Jobs' original vision. We can get into that in a minute. I know that you disagree. This is like, a, it's one of the few large downround disagreements <laughs> that we've all, actually, I think we might've been the first. Right. I think we've only had two subsequently. Yeah. That's not true. I shouldn't put you into the into agreeing with all of my ideas. Um, <laughs> point being like, as soon as the phones got bigger, that kind of- it's the, It ate away at it, yeah. It ruined that whole kind of element of it. Look, one thing I've always said about the phone is, you know, iPhones get more and more expensive every year. What are, they're like two grand now, what outright? Yeah, yeah. for like in Australian a, dollars, yeah, for an, uh, a pro or whatever. Yep, which sounds like a fair chunk of change because that's like what a laptop costs or whatever. I um, mean, nowadays, what, probably the Air. But for the amount of use that your phone gets, that one's phone gets, I still haven't upgraded my phone yet. So I'm, it's a two-year-old phone, which is like pretty long for me, as we've discussed in, in the phones episode, like there's less and less reason to upgrade your phone. Um, especially as I drop this all the time, I'm a bit worried about moving up to like the titanium because I, I drop my, I don't wear, a, I'm not a case guy. Like you, you don't, you're, we're no, both caseless. No. No case, I, I actually, no screen protector, nothing. I actually haven't dropped my uh, current one very often, but my last one, I was dropping that all the time. I dropped this yesterday and yep. i probably drop it the day i drop this constantly and it just doesn't break but in in my house one of the bathrooms in our house is has a concrete floor mm. and there's like a, a slightly crooked shelf above the floor <laughs> and every time i put my phone onto it it slides directly off face down smacks onto the the concrete my last phone did that multiple times yeah i didn't adjust my behavior no and it didn't crack same so. i constantly i have two pairs of nice comfortable like at home pants One's Hugo Boss, one's Ralph Lauren, and the pockets are very shallow. Yeah. And the phone just falls out. Oh, yeah. By, like, anywhere, it just kind of pops out. Yeah, yeah. My, my work from home shorts. <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I forget that I have a phone in my pocket yeah. and stand up at a regular <laughs> speed, yeah, it falls it's, directly out. It's flying out there. And yet, no cracks, nothing. Pristine. No cracks, no case, no cover protector, no worry. I've been much more careful with this new one. Because I, the I titanium did, one breaks, I did read right? that, it, that it cracks a lot easier, but yeah. whatever. Anyway, that's not the point of what I was talking whatever. about. We're saying the phone, what was what was the point? I don't know, you tell me, <laughs> mate. Phones are expensive. You, phones are expensive, but, but the use of them, like two grand, it's a thing. Look at your screen time. You, I'm talking to you, the listener. Look at your screen time on that thing. What is it? Five hours a day minimum, I reckon. Four mm. or five hours is what you're at a minimum, you, the listener. Me, I'm going to be lower than most people, but, you know, I'm a special case. 
I'm um, special needs. <laughs> special lack of needs. Got it. <laughs> anyway, point me is worth it. It's actually probably the best investment you could spend. If you like think about how much you spend on like, you know, a movie or whatever versus like even Netflix, if you're watching Netflix 20 hours a month or God knows how much you guys watch Netflix, I don't know. But if you break it down, I reckon phone is probably one of the best value Oh, for sure. Devices. No, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. You, like utility value. iPad, on the other hand, I suspect it's on the other end of the spectrum. The dollars per minute calculation is mm. not is not looking is not looking great. Because look, yeah, as we said, it was originally pitched as a production a device, like a device to re- to be the next generation of computers. And for a long time, it kind of looked like that's what Apple were maybe angling towards. Mm. They were kind of like, all right, people love the iPhone. It's a, a lovely interface. We now control all software distribution on the iPhone. Yeah. We can never make that happen on the Mac. There's no, no way you could lock it down to the only thing. They've kind of half tried it, whereas when you try to download software on a Mac now that's not from the App Store for the first time. Yeah, it's like, what? This is from the internet. You've just <laughs> you, downloaded something I'm, I'm off sorry, the internet. Sorry, sorry, you just downloaded this from zoom.com. <laughs> do you, sorry, do you think that's safe? You think it's okay? We have no fucking idea what this is. <laughs> Something just downloaded itself to your computer. Are you aware of this? And you, you, and you need to go to like five menus of settings and say that you're allowed to do it <laughs> on a button that doesn't even really make a lot of sense for Yeah, it. with like a weird lock on lock on. It's just yeah. like, you're, like <laughs> legally, you are telling us that when your computer catches fire now, like that's on you because yeah. this is crazy what you're doing. It's insane the stuff that you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So they would like to do it, but obviously they can't. So you could the cynical version is like, well, we can have the computing platform that we control 100% from the ground up. Yeah. We're getting our 30% cut on every bit of software. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I think they also, they think the experience will be better because it is. Like the experience of going to an app store and downloading something from a trusted app store and subscribing to things through the app store with one thing, you can end your yeah, subscription yeah. For, however you want, blah, 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 is, for, I think, better objectively than frigging installing as a, as like a, shit. As like a customer experience, yeah, it is nicer. But obviously I say that like that's not their number one reason. I think that it is obviously, yes, highly attractive to have build an operating system from scratch that's completely locked down where all purchases have to go through Apple. Yes, highly yeah. attractive business move. Yeah, and it was like... It made intuitive sense, not just because people were already using the iPhone and so on, mm. but also the fact that like as soon as the iPad came out in like 2010, it was battle stations for everyone else. Like, mm. you know, the Android tablets came out. I think in general- I think, I think they'd had some. We they should had say had, to the Android- No, no, they, they had some. They, they had some already, but like, as in people just blowing up a phone screen, the phone Android yeah, yeah. version. So there, was like, there were like tablets. Let's be like, honest. You, they were dog shit. Come on. Yeah, I think a lot of them had capacitive touch. Like you had to like press the screen. Yeah, so they, they were pretty crap. But well, Apple shows that this is actually a a device. It, this is a viable device, and it's like a desirable one that's yeah. for the average consumer. And they did that pretty well. But like probably the biggest response to it was like the Surface line from Microsoft. Mm. And then also, even though Apple has never and will never probably introduce a laptop that has touchscreen, maybe they will. But it seems. They've resisted it for a very long time, possibly entirely on the basis that Steve Jobs seemed to viscerally hate it. I mean, we've this is the thing that came up previously that we disagreed on. I think that they still, the future of an Apple operating system is the iPad. The idea is not one day add touch to OS X or whatever they freaking call it, a Mac OS as they call it nowadays. It's Mac OS becomes kind of more and more niche and um, iPad OS is 
that's going to be the OS. Like, I see. I disagree. And takes, and takes market share from Mac OS. I disagree. And I've thought about it more deeply about why I disagree. Mm-hmm. The hump that they can't get over with iOS is that iOS is like app forward. It's the core organizing principle of iOS is apps. Yeah. You open up your app, your, your, your iPad, and you've got a screen full of little squares. Mm-hmm. You tap the one you want, and then you perform the tasks. Whereas on Mac, and especially for people who use do anything professional, the core organizing object is the file, right? Zoomers don't give a fuck about files in the file system. But they still have to when they're doing like professional stuff. I don't think they do. They use apps. They open Google Drive and yep. then they go to HubSpot or whatever the fuck it is. Like they go to Canva or, or Figma or whatever their like thing of choice is. It's, it's a web app, I reckon, for the most part. Yeah. Which is why they were able to grow up on Chrome, which is effectively just a friggin' it's like it's just an instance of Chrome, basically, like a Chromebook. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. For them to fix this problem, because I, st- I still think a lot of like the motions linger even if that's true mm. about how you interact with files because try to move okay grab like a file from like a window in Mac, in on Mac or Windows even mm. and drag it from one window in like a application you're using into another one mm-hmm. 90% of the time it will do what you think is going to happen yeah. it'll move that file or that object into the other application to the extent that it works like a PDF or you know a Photoshop file yeah. or whatever if you do that between like iPad windows, that works maybe 10%. But you don't time. need to do that. Like dragging files. I see what you're saying as in like, I want to take a, an image out of this folder and yep. then shove it in Photoshop or whatever, yep. right? Like this kind of yeah, is yeah, the yep. interaction. Yep. But I mean, the share function between apps achieves the same thing. I don't think that you need a whole list of friggin' files. The list of files is MS-DOS. You know what I mean? It's like... This is the name in the directory of this file, as opposed to like if I'm doing that nowadays, I click on the photo in my photo gallery and share it to my photo editing app. I, I'm not saying this is there now. Yeah. As I just said, I don't have an iPad. I have a Mac, MacBook Pro. Yep. No, I have to. And like the actual file system itself, I don't even use my MacBook Pro like I used to. Like I don't organize my folders. Basically everything no, that, ends I mean, up I, in the downloads folder. I agree. That's, that, that, and I just search for everything. The behavior's changed. But at the same time, the only way that you can like use an iPad right now, and we'll, we'll get into like the, the productive uses of it. Mm. But the only way you can do it is that if you use an application that is like really well integrated, like the iCloud Drive yeah. API. And some of them do them quite well. Mm. But at the same time, that's still just like the Mac file system, just pasted in like a really awkward way into the way the iPad software works. So I mean, like, I agree with you that it's maybe solvable, but it also strikes me that like, they're not actually putting a vast amount of effort into solving it. I think they are. And people point to this as a, a flaw, and it is a flaw, but like how many times have they tried multitasking on the iPad? There's like three or four different yeah, ways yeah. to do it. And they all obviously don't really work. Yeah. But the point is they're focusing all of their effort and attention on attempting to fix this issue. Because no, I no, think no, I, the strategic direction is like we want people to be yeah, using this thing as a computer. I agree. But the most recent one is Stage Manager, yeah. which is just like maybe slightly better, but it's such a different paradigm yeah it doesn't really cohere with anything else they do yes yeah you can get stage manager on the mac as well but it's even makes even less sense yeah there. and people have that we all have our own ways of using our computers that we want to open it up and like i'm a switch between desktop kind of guy ish but like i have certain you know windows or whatever that i like in one you know the four finger swipe across i'm i'm that guy i'm kind of i don't even know what they call that you know 
you spin over to like a new version of the desktop by yep. going forward from uh, the swipe. Like spaces, I think they Yeah, call. spaces. I, yeah. That's just my like my personal workflow is yeah, yeah. using I'm, a bunch of them. And, uh, I'm the same. I, I have them. Uh, I have my stuff spread out across the... You, so you get used to it. Then as soon as... If they're going to introduce another kind of workflow, it's like, absolutely not. Like I have my way of working that yep. I've been using for a decade. I ain't changing it. But my point is like, there are going to be people who have to use computers for a long time. Yeah, if you're editing music, as we've discussed... It's way too hard at the moment to do it on an iPad. It's, it's people do it. Yes, I know, yep. but like for the majority, you can't. So people, people, as a, just a clarification, when we did our episode about music production the other week, people did bring up in our Discord that Logic and Final Cut are both on iPad now, which we neglected to mention. Yeah. Um, which shows again that they're kind of trying to move people over to that. I don't know. I, like, yeah, if you need RAM, video editing, obviously, if you need graphics cards, blah, 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 blah. Well, I mean, the Mac basically abandoned that, though, to be perfectly frank. But, yeah, there are going to be people who are going to need computers. I don't think this is happening anytime soon. Yep. I actually, but, I think the big example of it is that they've made absolutely no effort to let you use the iPad to code. Yeah. Like, to, to like, make apps or, like, to run, like, Xcode or whatever. Yeah. Theoretically, it should... Because this, this is the other thing that it comes down to. The iPad... Every year they load it up with the latest chip. Like they cram the latest yeah. chip into it. But like for the most part, there's not really anything on there. Unless, yeah, except they can use a friggin' M2. Except when you're playing, I guess, playing some of the games potentially. But again, you know, iPad gamer, that's a uh, dark that's class of, of users. And also it's still just weird to add peripherals to in that like most people want a bigger screen than yeah. an iPad gives you. Like yeah. Most people's setup at home or whatever is a bigger screen than... Yeah what the laptop is. If you look if you look at like the class of people who are using it most professionally, it would be artists. Artists mm. and people who are like drawing with a pencil. Yeah. It did do quite well at merging in the functionality of like having a design like a graphic design tablet or whatever mm. that people use to illustrate in Photoshop or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if it fully replaces that, but it's like a pretty good uh, halfway point. I think that the thesis which is the same one I think that I think the Surface probably does it better mm. in the general sense of there is a device that sits in between a phone and a laptop. Mm. It's like there is a middle point that has value that the other two can't do. I don't think the iPad like knocks it out of the park. Well, it doesn't. But at the end of the day, my hypothesis comes down to if you think the future of like interacting with programs is web apps, cloud, basically running nothing locally, which I think I think is the future of everything, then the iPad makes more sense than a MacBook Pro. Yeah, and it just so happens that all of their business incentives are totally aligned along that strategy because they're going to make more money because everything has to go through this freaking app store that yeah. is locked down, and that's going to be annoying for a bunch of us and blah blah blah. But like at the end of the day, if if you think that's the future, then it doesn't make sense to like turn the MacBook into a a Chromebook. You know what I mean? Like you just make the iPad better and yeah, and make yeah. No, I, I totally I totally see that that angle. I guess yeah. The the only thing is just like I've and I've tried on multiple occasions to use the iPad as like a proper productivity tool mm. in the sense that like I've had the keyboard folio or like the external yeah. keyboard, and I've been like and I I work on it, but and they've improved a little bit recently now that you can like connect a mouse to it and shit like that. But it, even once you're at that point, it's like I should just have a MacBook. No, I know, I know. I need to be command tabbing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the idea of being able to like put a really slender iPad Air into your um, satchel or whatever, then go and be sitting in like a coffee shop and pull it out and do some work, mm. typing, writing or whatever, is like attractive. It's like that, mm. would be, that would be really nice. But then when you actually sit down to do it, as you said, 
I got to be like looking at other windows. I got to like go to Safari to read some stuff, then mm. go back to the document. All of that is just like does not work currently yeah. in the way that it's it's set up. Yeah. To me, right now, it's a boomer Facebook device. It well, it is. <laughs> Look, whether it actually crosses that hump or not, I guess time will tell. But yeah, I genuinely see uh, Mac OS dies before iPad OS IMO. That's just what I think. You know, I think I, th- I think you're you're terribly wrong about that, but. I get where you're coming from, especially with the the idea that things are only ever going to be more in the cloud, yeah. more running remotely, potentially more like AI-driven, not just... We'll need in- to interact with files less. Yeah, I basically agree that's probably true. As to, as to whether that means that like the rectangular touchscreen is the way that everything is, mm. I don't know. Because at the same time, and this is the they pitch this as the future of computing, but now a parallel business unit is saying no... The yeah. future of computing is like spatial computing, VR goggles, things like that. Yeah. And they're not that compatible. Like they're too, in terms of like the main way we interact with cyberspace, mm-hmm. you know, the main way we interact with software, yeah. they're pretty diametrically opposed views, right? Like, yes, they're going to coexist. I don't think one of them is going to like win, the other one fail, mm-hmm. but they are kind of exclusive as like the main way we interact with computers. Well, like as in what VR, if they really spatial think, computer. If they really think that spatial computing is the future, and it is, mm. that kind of precludes the existence of the iPad, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Maybe like, and as I said, it doesn't mean that it's going to completely go away, but it definitely, they're two different, they're competing visions. AI, I guess, and all of these latest things, yeah, it does kind of throw that on its head if we're just kind of randomly talking aloud all the time to various things and that it's guessing what our next movie is. God knows what that world looks like. But, you know, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Right now is the worst time, I think, to be bullish on the iPad. Literally right now. We expect Apple to make some announcements very soon, possibly within a week or two, but more probably next year. But right now there is still a friggin' iPad with a button. I mean, there's an iPhone, iPhone SE with a button on it, like a home button, which that blows my mind. And that is, I think, that is testament. That is a Tim Cook thing. Do you really think Steve Jobs would have allowed iPad and iPhone to still exist with a button on them, like a home button. That went, well, yeah, iPhone X, like iPhone 10. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's got logistics brain. He's got logistics brain. He's like, we've still got all these parts. We, but these are these, here's some great deals that we can strike with yeah. TSMC or whatever. Yeah, TSMC have already paid off all of the equipment for building those like chips and whatnot. So he's in his Excel spreadsheet. He's clicking around. Yeah, and he's going, hang on. Yeah, if we just keep selling, hang on. But also, you know, like they are, they do have seemed to have more of a commitment to opening up that lower end of the market as well mm. and not just being 100% premium, even though even their quote unquote budget devices are like priced well out of what a budget Android device might be. Yeah, yeah. But it adds to the confusion, as I said, like opening up this, they've got to get rid of one of them. I don't think the iPad needs to exist. The fact that one of them is just called iPad, that confuses everything. That throws everything out the yeah. window. Well, you've got to give it a different name at I was least. Trying to, I was trying to figure out like what, what is that supposed to be? Because it's not like it's a pure budget play because it's not that much cheaper than the Air, right? Yeah. It's a little bit cheaper, but it's not that much cheaper. Yeah. And the, the consensus online is like that is their education market play and kids mm. play, basically. Like you buy that for a kid. For a kid. Or like an education. And again, it's like I kind of I mean, get the, it. The education but thing then, is never good. Chrome, Google have just like completely dominated that market. With the Chromebook. With the Chromebook. Because, I mean, here's one of the key things that kids do with shit. They fucking lose them. Yeah. And with a Chromebook, you're just signing into your Google account. Yeah. So the school or whatever just gives you another Chromebook which costs 300 bucks or whatever, and you, the kid logs in and everything's just as it was. Like an iPad is not that. 
There's a, there's a few more steps involved, yeah. But you can't whack a, as we talked about a few episodes ago, a big nasty rubber handle case around your, your Chromebook. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, that, you also can play games on an iPad, whereas the Chromes, they, they lock that shit down. I mean, that's another story about... But yeah, I, I do understand that because there's also rumors of Apple attempting to, I don't know if this is true or not, This is, um, but there's rumors of them attempting to make a super budget MacBook Air thing for educational purposes. I think that, I mean, Google's just smashed them so hard in that department. It's going to be very tough for them to basically rebuild an operating system to allow schools to create like a very one-dimensional cheap device that's going to be competing with Chrome that they're already using that doesn't have like Google Docs and, yep. and Google Spreadsheets. Anyway, that's another conversation yeah, for, yeah, probably yeah. for another time. However, we haven't had an iPad announcement in more than a year. They're in a weird spot at the moment, Apple, since they started making their own chips. The M1 came out, it dropped, it was hot, we all loved it. M2 followed a year later and it felt like, oh, this is just gonna be like the iPhones, like every year a new chip coming out, coming out. M3 was supposed to come out this year, hasn't really happened. They finally announced a Mac Pro, the top of the top line computer, which uses like an M chip, but like it's, you know, it's not that good. But it was only this year they stopped selling Intel, basically a device with Intel chips. It seems like it's harder to make chips than it turns out. Like TSMC's changed the processes for the three nanometer. That turned out to have terrible yields, blah, 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 blah. We're not going to go into it because I think people will be too bored, but it is fascinating in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, we it is. We discussed it at the pub before, and we did. I, I shut it. Shut it down. <laughs> Ruff spoke uninterrupted about five minutes about three nanometer chips, and I said, "People want to know why Boomer love iPad so much." <laughs> That's what the people want to hear about, and it's a, it's a fascinating question. But it is. It is. But they're, they're, my point is, now that they're making their own chips, they're running into um, the same problems that Intel used to have, and we're not seeing new iPads. We're not seeing M3s. The iMac is still on the M1. Blah 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 blah. I'm not getting into the processes, but I still get to throw M's and. <laughs> around right there's a lot of M's being thrown around i agree uh yeah no totally it is interesting and i'd be interested to see what they do because as you said in terms of like the com- the competing space well like generally even though as we said ipads are uh, um, a confused product line that haven't really found their identity also to the further point about them trying to like make it really define its identity they split off ipad os from ios mm. Now they're two separate operating systems. Yeah. They did it a couple of years ago, and it's just they've done absolutely nothing with that today. There are a few features. No, yes. Well, I mean, the multitasking stuff is the main stuff, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. But even, put on iPad but, or not. But none, nothing in that couldn't, have, couldn't have just been like the iPad version of iOS. So they've been like, this is a different operating system, yeah. folks. It's following a different journey because the device is something different, and like, they haven't, they've really done nothing with it over, the, over those two years, which is kind of which is interesting. Yeah, I um, honestly think... The iPad is powerful enough to do anything I do. Yeah. I mean, the, especially the Pro. Like, the Pro is fantastic. It's a, it may as well be an Air or whatever. Like, But the key issue is just connectivity in that they brought back ports on the MacBook Pro. And, like, I, I really think that more people would use an iPad Pro or even an iPad as just their day-to-day machine if it was very easy to plug in another monitor and all your keyboard and mouse and blah, 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 blah. Yep. Like, that alone would make more people use them. But because it's one port yeah. and it's friggin' weird. I, I also think that, um, and here's the other thing that's kind of like the elephant in the room we haven't mentioned at all, which is that they have kind of backed themselves into a corner and dug their own grave with this in that they can't, for the moment, put it in a position where it's going to cannibalize their Mac sales. They're just not going to do that. I have more faith in Apple to do that. Like They did that with the iPhone cannibalizing the iPod. iPod, one of the 
biggest selling consumer devices of all time. And what do they do? At, when it was at its peak, they just dropped uh, an iPod killer in the iPhone. And like they cannibalize their own product. And that is a sign of like a good business seeing the future. Now that again was Jobs era. And you know, I was just reflecting on the fact that, yeah, at the beginning of this episode, you know, we said, oh, you know, it's convenient that also like locking down the iPad means that they get all the revenue. But I mean, Steve Jobs originally didn't want there to be an app store on the iPhone or iPad. Like he wanted it to be fully controlled. And he did have, like, I'm not, you know, a Steve Jobs genius. Like, wow, some people are just born different, you know, like <laughs> the Alexander the Great of our time. You actually thought whatever. he was stupid as hell. You, thought, <laughs> you pegged his IQ at like 80. Yeah, that's pretty good though. That's, that's smarter than 80% of people. Yeah, that's the top twenty percent of IQ. That's so true. That's what it means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, he did care about the experience and wanted it to just be like a purely Apple experience. He didn't want there to be third party apps and whatnot. Yeah, well, his his vision was like web apps, which like actually was maybe kind of prescient, but it certainly yeah. wasn't true back then. Yeah, uh, and it was became incredibly clear very quickly. This was even before they had mobile versions of websites. Yeah, so people were like. Pinch zooming into yeah. like the Commonwealth Bank website yeah. to log in and look at their yeah click on form fields or whatever and a friggin' yeah, no, the keyboard like pops up and just covers half of the website. It took them char- I reckon it took charitably five years for that to like get into a position where it was good and it's yeah. only like in the past few that it's become really good. But no, I actually uh, I actually don't have faith in them to be able to reconcile the problem because like you know the use cases for a computer versus a phone are more varied and specific and niche in a professional context and a personal context mm. for them to like butcher that and replacing it with a device, which at the moment can't do those things quite as well. Yeah. So I think they are actually backed into a weird little corner where it's like if they made the iPad capable of doing what you're talking about, plug into an external monitor reliably, maybe have a more expansive iPad, OS under the hood that can do other things. Maybe you can do entry-level software development on it or other software development. I mean, you can, like, do entry-level software development well, you can, on it. Well, you can, in or something. But yeah, I'd say, like, they bump up to the position where it can do it. It might cannibalize Mac sales, but also might put them in a position where they lose a certain class of customer who's like, yeah. well, fuck this But that's up. happening, right? That's yeah. happening with the Mac Pro. They've just abandoned that full professional grade of, tier of yeah. client. Like, Although they, they have kind of, like, a Mac Studio can replace most of that. For, well, for, yeah, for but a particular I mean, user. a big animation studio. Totally. You're, then yeah. you Maybe can't, not. because no, no. you can't put in, you plug in extra no, graphics absolutely. cards or whatever. If but, you're a big music studio, the fact that you can't jack the RAM up to, you know, yeah. an insane amount means that it, it's restrictive for those big pro environments, which like was always their kind of thing was like the most creative, like the people making squillions of dollars off being creative and the, the studios you want to be in and the workspace, they're all using Mac. Whereas now it's like, well, they, they just can't. Like they literally, the best Mac is just, doesn't have the specifications that are required for this kind of stuff. Yeah, for like a server farm that's rendering stuff, whatever, totally. Um, um, yeah, and, yeah. And so like they're kind of moving away from that direction I, because of the whole system on a chip integration, blah, 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 blah. Like I get it. So I don't know. Like, again, they seem to be kind of happy to move away from that. I guess the question that it comes down to, and maybe our disagreement is, it's like, okay, if spatial computing is the future, which is still a, an if because, yep. you know, none of us have actually interacted with it. I guess my conjecture is, say in, let's just put our time horizon out to 30 years. Well, firstly, do we agree that in 30 years, possibly spatial computing is how we interact with, like, stuff? Or do we still think it's screens? No, yeah, like, in, thir- in 30 years, assuming that we're still around and interacting with software or whatever. Yeah. Some version of kind of 
spatial computing is probably going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're going to be. That, I think you. It's quite possible you could be floating like a sack of amniotic fluid. Yeah. Big wire in the back of your head, being like jacked off by five robot arms. Yeah, or just by like the gel itself. <laughs> that's 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 a few more years after that. Well, <laughs> At that time, you're gonna be—it's gonna be robot, weird, spiky robot hands. Yeah, okay. Maybe a bit later, you get the, the gel to like form and coalesce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, if we agree on that, then <laughs> the disagreement is around the interim step. Yeah. yeah Do yeah. we go from sitting on Mac OS, like a like laptop uh, or whatever studio keyboard screen that's not iPad OS, or is there an interim thing where everything basically moves to like an iPad OS between now and 30 years time? That's, I guess, the fundamental disagreement. I personally say that iPad OS takes over. Okay, I disagree. I just think that um, they haven't shown enough like commitment to the the vertical. Their decisions have been kind of odd mm. and like slow and not implemented that quickly. They don't talk about the iPad that much anymore, as we were talking about. Like, it gets lost in the storm of like, if there's a, ob- I mean, it's obviously going to be the case they're going to focus on the phone more than the iPad because it's yeah. like, I mean, I should tuck in like iPhone OS could be the kind of interim step in that we just have no need for a computer. Yeah, yeah like why can't you just plug your iPhone into a screen or whatever? Yeah. I mean, like would probably make more sense actually. Yeah. But they haven't shown the commitment to it. I think like iPads have just like receded from the general culture a bit. There was a period where they were, well, folks, they were hot. <laughs> the people, you know, the people were using iPads a lot. I feel like I used to experience, see them in a professional context more than I do now. Hmm. When was the last time you've seen an iPad mini? Ever, uh, yeah. I just you just don't see them. You don't see iPad Minis. So. No, <laughs> they're gone. And like, and they're fucking expensive. They're like nine hundred bucks for an totally. iPad Mini. <laughs> and even getting out of the Apple realm, when was the last time you saw like a Galaxy Tab or like yeah, well, one of the other ones? I maybe think in I, an elevator. I think I, I caught an elevator. I was a Brangaroo this morning. I don't know what was under the hood of the elevator, but it was some kind of touchscreen device. It might have been an Android tablet. It, it pro- yeah, I mean that. They, there's probably a lot of that going on. I think, like, honestly, if you want to talk about reactions to the iPad that have done successfully. I think I probably see more surfaces around yeah. and people using like... Yeah, so, well, because businesses are buying surfaces, right? Businesses buy surfaces. And like, I guess, hat tip to Microsoft, they use it as an excuse to get into the PC hardware game. Yeah. Because like they're all the OEMs that have Microsoft would have pitched a fit if Microsoft went straight into like, we're building PC towers. Well, also they were trying to... Apple was obviously smoking everyone. The PCs, the laptops looked like shit still. It was like Dells and Toshibas and whatever. And Microsoft had created this operating system that you could use touch with and were just like, here is what, like, here's what you can do with the operating system. Like, here's how you can, you can make this device that actually is sleek, looks good, and people can use their fingers and whatever to interact with it for like a decent price. Like, it was smart them creating the Surface and it made all the other PC manufacturers lift their game. I I feel like Like the Sony's and whatnot, the release after that were, quite beautiful and so so did apple like you know yeah. the, the the most important computer or laptop release of the past like 15 years probably like the refreshed air mm. when they first refreshed the air and made it into something that, that was useful that just like completely changed the way that laptop manufacturers made their computers it yeah. killed netbooks for one which was like a a dark time in history and it's, it's actually funny and relevant to this is because like ipad came out it was pitched as like why have a netbook yeah like this Fucking 300 megahertz processors or mm. whatever that like starts emitting 90 degree heat from its chip. Yeah. And when you uh, try to look at your email. Yeah. When you press like shit W, then, then like a, a key on the other side kind of comes up. Like yeah. you know, the yeah, keyboard. The whole, kind of... the whole thing tilts. <laughs> when you could have an iPad. Yeah. Like it looks sleek. It looks nice. 
The screen is is much better than the ones on these ones. And guess what? You can use it to actually do work. Mm. You know, jury's out. But it's, it's funny, that was what it was competing with, really, yeah. and what it was really selling itself as with the price point and everything. I don't think it's an entirely, like, abandoned product line or anything. It's just, like, they're not putting a huge amount of effort into it, and it would require them to, like, have, like, a real, almost like a relaunch of the product, right? They would need to do a big rebrand because mm-hmm. it is the people that buy ipads it's not seen as a professional device i've actually but changed I'm... my mind i've changed my mind <laughs> in, during this conversation you haven't convinced me that you're right i've convinced myself that actually the interim device between now and like spatial computing or whatever is um, ios it's the phone so the phone you, is the interim device if you, if you want to if you want to admit that you found some of my arguments compelling no one will begrudge you of that i'm a civil tongue devil you know i don't <laughs> think that's your take though you think that Mac OS will just like... Well, I just mean it's going to stay around. It's nerd shit, you know. Just, oh, what? Must have file system. Like, fucking is, hell. Is that what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not called like the C drive and stuff on Mac. That's crazy that PCs still have like <laughs> letters and shit. Did you know... Okay, here's a little... Um, this one's for the listener. Do you know why screenshot is um, command shift three? I don't. Well, And why it's not one or two? And one or two and nothing at the moment. They eject floppy disk. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's a little remnant yeah, what from do, times what, gone by. What, what does Apple know that we don't? <laughs> They're bringing back their floppy drive. Maybe. Okay, no, you're dead right. iPad's <laughs> a dead product lineup. People will be plugging their phone into a workstation at work. The phone will kill the, so the, the they, laptop. They already tried that with Androids and stuff, right? I mean, like, I'm not going to claim that it was the best execution of it, but we've been through the period of, like, utopianism where it was like, you're just going to have one little thing. It's this thing in your pocket. You're going to be watching Mr. Beast on uh, mm-hmm. YouTube or on the train. Yes, correct. When you get off, make a few calls. Yep, I will. Go up the, <laughs> go up to, the, uh, up, to, up to your office, and while you're going up, you'll be playing Resident Evil 4 on the phone, yeah. getting a high score. You're going to walk out and you're going to slam it into... A dock. A dock. I'm going to dock. <laughs> I'm going to dock. And my, my keyboard and mouse are right there. Yeah. And then it's all there. Yeah. That sounds good. It sounds, it sounds good, but we've been sold this vision before. Yeah, well, it doesn't work yet. <laughs> USB-C, maybe that's the path. Wow, that's the, that was the one on lock. Yeah. No, yeah. I see it now. Because, well, also, uh, the phone is server thing, you know, that kind of computing. No, yeah. That's the future. I've changed my mind. It's the phone. Okay, well, you haven't given enough time to to rebut whatever your new argument is that you came into over the last fifteen minutes. But uh, okay, well, there that's we go. the purpose of down rounds. You know, no, you listen, you grow. It's hopefully a lot of people. It's have the, grown, di- uh, it's I the have, dialectic. Yeah, it's yeah. the dialectic. Exactly. <laughs> Knowledge is not stationary. No, you get new information. Yeah, you think about stuff. Yeah, you hear why boomer love iPads so much. Yeah, and it completely shakes up your vision for the future of computing. They yeah. do. They do be loving the iPad though. Yeah, boomers. boomers do, but that's that's purely, surely, just like it's a text like it's bigger. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, it. Like the, I don't know why they pers- like persist with taking photos with those fucking things. Like the cameras on iPads are so shit. But I, they are shit. But they're also just like so much better than they need to be. They insist on putting like the camera housing from like the previous version's iPhone or whatever. So like every new iPad, they put. The, the pros, at least. The pro the pros. Yeah, right, they, like... they put that fat iPad casing on it. Mm. Like the, sorry, the fat iPhone camera casing mm. with like fairly good 
optics. Mm. So it's taking photos as good as like the previous model iPhone. No one needs that. Don't encourage this behavior yeah, yeah. for people to like be holding these huge things. But again, it's the same thing as they can see what's on the screen better. Like that's it's it. all, that's what it all that's comes whole, down that's to. That's the whole reason they made the iPad. Because they, they took they dragged the um the text size slider all the way to the right on the yeah. iPhone. And they were like, I need a bigger <laughs> <laughs> We need a bigger screen, folks. And like how much of their what do you say, like five to six billion in revenues like from the iPads it. or whatever? Yep. How much of that is just boomer? No offense to our boomer listeners. I know you've complained last time we mentioned your generation, but this is don't see this as an insult. No, no, I'm just... You're a segment. You're just a market segment. We're bringing you in. We're bringing you in. We want to understand... Embracing you. We want to make... What makes you tick. Tell us what you feel when you're reading the Sydney Morning Herald on your iPad and it's a Saturday morning and you're drinking your extra hot cappuccino. (laughs) Extra hot wheat cappuccino. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) With five sugars. You're you're scrolling through and finding out what's going on in the world of Australian politics. Thinking of a witty little (laughs) thing to send in to column eight. (laughs) Tell, tell us what's going through your mind and how we can help you enter the next phase of computing. If you're listening to this, did you know there's another world out there where you get a second episode of Down Round a week? Yep, it's called Down Round Premium. That's right. And there's no interruptions. No interruptions, no ads. Two episodes a week, including the free one you're getting right now. Plus another one. Yeah. Seven bucks a month, not a week, a month. Downround.net. Downround.net. Instant access to the whole back catalogue as well. You've got so much to catch up on. There's so much. Get around it. Mmm. 